Hello everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode 28. I'm Jackson, I'm joined by Em, as usual. It's anime time! Anime, we have a guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hello, it is Liv. Hello, Liv, welcome back. Frequent guest, yes. (laughs) Yeah, we just had you uh, the other week on Gundam. It's been a while. Yeah. It feel, you know what? Honestly, despite the fact that it was uh, two days. weeks ago, it feels like eight years. <laughs> was it two weeks? Uh, just one week. The 20th was when we got that file. Two weeks, 56. We recorded 58 yesterday. What was... Was there really another one? Yeah, it was In just the you middle? and me. Well, Gundam Wing is just so memorable these days, so... My ha- oh, I, I record so many podcasts that I just, just all gone out of me. Also, I don't know what's also last couple days, been a lot. The time has been weird. <laughs> T- time has been weird. Oh, uh, God, it sure has. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Uh, of course, here, no problem. Here to talk about uh, Kaiba, the uh, 2008 Yuasa anime. Uh, yeah. And directed. Uh, not based on a manga, not anything, just fucking, they made an anime. Wikipedia, made whole Wikipedia anime. describes it as an avant-garde anime series, which... <laughs> load that up and laugh. <laughs> which, uh, to, look... We're gonna yes. we're gonna have Jackson summarize this briefly in a second, but the avant gardeness is only that it doesn't look like every other anime. That's literally it. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, so should I do this? Yeah, I'll do the summary first, and then yeah. I'll uh, uh, ask you, Liv, uh, what uh, why you pick this. But, sure. Uh, a brief brief summary of the anime. Um, the main character uh, called Kaiba wakes up uh, in a universe where memories can be transplanted in between characters or in between bodies uh with uh, a little little uh, triangle called a memory chip that stores all the memories in um but this the access to this technology is deeply stratified and uh kaiba does not remember like he doesn't have his memories so he wakes up he learns about this weird society is uh uh questionably saved by uh, a man named popo who looks like if um uh a, um, what's his name? Mace Turney, the other guy. Apollo Justice um, was an evil Tezuka guy. Yes. Uh, he showed- <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, uh, then goes on an adventure as he like has to uh, escape on a ship and go through some... like Just bumps into characters and sees some episodic tragedies that would befall anime characters in a universe where memories could be privatized and stored uh, on little USB sticks. And then eventually it is revealed uh, that Kaiba is uh warp the king of all like memories the like guy at the top of all of this the reason this is happening uh that's kaiba uh they are one person and um popo well works. well yes uh, the, <laughs> well, yeah, the warp is but because of the uh concept of the universe there's been like a million uh copies of him that have been uh created at different times with the idea of like oh we'll pass his memories on and they'll be uh we'll just be uh, have a continuity of warp but that's not how memories work they all become individualized uh and start competing with each other to be the only warp left remaining uh meanwhile popo is the leader of a terrorist group called the one mind society uh who opposes uh the very concept of uh like synthetic memories it's like we are not going to restore any memories when you die you die uh, this is the cause of the stratification in society and we will uh solve all this uh, he is himself a robot uh, whose memories have been implanted into, but he tries not to tell anyone that. <laughs> um, <laughs> they spend a lot of time in the hypocrisies of this group, but at the end of the day, these people all start fighting. Uh, 
Popo is eventually jobbed out as it becomes a war between all the different Kaibas uh, and approaching is uh kaiba's namesake because it was a nickname given by nero uh another another this plot's so confusing i'm sorry i'm sorry so badly uh is like this giant plant that eats memories and uh kaiba is like we're gonna just go into it. we're all gonna uh get our memories together and you know what i think we'll all become one <laughs> we'll all become one and then together there'll be no individuality and we'll all feel better uh but nero who is the other character from this uh, terrorist group who uh, he had a bit, bit like had a little little relationship with uh, reminds him of the truth of his memories and uh, teaches him some things about his uh, past. Uh, and he remembers that he can love and decides, no, the individual shall live on. And that's basically the end of the story in the broadest sense. Uh, it, it, the, the things that are special about this anime do not come through in a summary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, like... The other B plot is when Warp Kaiba uh, landed memoryless in front of Nero and Popo. It disrupted their relationship, and Popo is very jealous about it. And yes. mind broke Nero to re- re- rewrite all her memories, where all the nice times she had with Kaiba are replaced with Popo's horrible, like, floating 2D face. <laughs> yes, over those memories in a very evocative way. Uh uh, nobody is uh, altering people's memories like the terrorist group that stands against this. Yes. Um, uh, it is. Because it's also. I, I didn't mention the summary because this plot point won't make any sense without a bunch of. Like, if you've not seen it. Uh, but also, the entire group is a sham because it's being led by three warp clones who are, like, aged and failed because the cloning process didn't go right. Uh, but their whole their whole thing is to eventually re-embody the memories, individual memories, not even collective memories of everybody who has lived through this, like yes. in a, in a world where bodies can be like cheap and available again. Yes. And Popo, you know, a champion of the individual, goes around and shoots multiple memory chips directly in the head. <laughs> directly in the head. <laughs> um. But that's really only the like second half of the series. The first half is mostly uh, just like episodic tragedies about different characters on different planets. Yeah, uh, in this yeah. society. Do you want to do voice actors quickly before we um, get into talking about it? Yeah, let's do voice actors. Okay, so Kaiba is voiced by Hoko Kuwashima. Um, she is the voice of Sango and Inuyasha, uh, Kirika Yumura and Noir, uh, Flay Alistair and Gundam Seed, which we'll get to someday. Uh, Tomoyo Sakagami and Clanad, which uh, there's a lot of Clanad actors in here. Uh, Nene Amano and Digimon Fusion. Jackson, tell me anything about Nene Amano and Digimon Fusion. Uh, that's after my time. Okay. Um, she is the voice of Mei Ling and Paramedic in the Metal Gear Solid series. Yeah! Yes. And is the voice of Stevia in Vodum's Alone Again. Okay. Fuck yes. Uh, maybe the best, like, Vodum's character. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, Nero is voiced by Mamiko Noto. She is Katomi in Clanad. She's Rin in Inuyasha. She is Rin from Rin Memories of Namasane, which is an anime I like a lot. Uh, she's uh, Kaluto in Hunter x Hunter, which is the secret assassin sibling that shows up way later. Um, Euclase in Land of the Lustrous and Fuka in Persona 3. Cool. Uh, Chronico has her own voice, even though you only really see her when she's been taken over by Kaiba. She's voiced by Chiwa Saito, uh, who is Homura in Madoka Magica. Oh, fuck. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, she is Louise Hollivy in Gundam Double O. We'll get there someday. She is Rico Ida in Kuroko's Basketball. (laughs) 
Uh, that's funny. Okay. And she is uh, maybe my favorite character in Danganronpa. Uh, Oi, the, just the, the jock girl from the first game. Uh, Rika Ida is like the coach of the basketball club. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Uh, Popo is voiced by Romy Paku. Um, Loran from Turn A Gundam, which we'll get at very soon. Uh, Ken Ichijoji from Digimon Adventure Zero Two. That's uh, that's him. That's Digimon Kaiser. Uh, Tamari in Naruto. Uh, Edward Elric in Full Metal Alchemist. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> I have. Uh, Naoto in Persona Four. Oh my god. Uh, that one's for me. <laughs> Digimon Ken and Edward from Full Metal Alchemist are the same person. Yes, Pakunoda in right. Hunter Hunter. Uh Ragyo and Kill a Kill, Zidane in Dissidia. She vo- voices one type of character or two types of characters. It is Taciturn Ladies and Ridiculous Boys. Yes. <laughs> um Checky, who we didn't really mention in our summary because she doesn't matter, and unfortunately gets incredibly jobbed out in the course of this story, <laughs> um, is voiced by Ayumi Fujimura. She is knee socks in Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. Uh, she is Neferpito in Hunter Hunter, which is a character everybody likes. Uh, she is Row 2 in Log Horizon Season 2. <laughs> yes! Yo! Yo! That's great. Um, yep. She is someone called Audrey Byrne in Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. We'll get there someday. And she is the voice of Cortana in Halo 4. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, Vanilla is a voice by Hisao Egawa. He is uh, Shinichi Maki in Slam Dunk. Uh, Killer B in Naruto Shippuden. Killer, man, Killer B. Falco Lombardi in Star Fox. Uh, someone called Daimyo in Turn A Gundam. Someone called Captain Hoffman in Gundam Seed. And The Pain in Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, fuck yeah. The pain. The, the pain. pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hyo who's a bird that only makes bird noises, voiced by Wasabi Mizuda. And I'm like, why is that notable? Uh, she's been the voice of Doraemon since 2005. Uh, it has like 8,000 Doraemon credits because I don't know shit about Doraemon, but there seems to be a lot of it. Yes. Um, and then one last one. Kichi is voiced by Tetsuya Iwagana uh, as the one adult in this show. You might is- expect he voiced adults. And right, he's the voice of Madoka's dad in Madoka Magica. Uh, and also is the voice of Kensuke Ida in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, the one adult <laughs> in that show. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy with the, the glass and the camera, Yes, right? yes, Ida's the, yeah. yes, Ida's the camera boy. Yes. Okay. okay. Man, he he sucks in such a normal way for no, an even getting character. To suck. The Ava, the Ava classroom kids are maybe some of my favorite Ava characters. They get so little to do, but they're good. Uh, uh just uh, salute to Toji at all times. Yep. Going through anime from the Oz is weird because you get a bunch of Gundam characters I don't know shit about, won't know shit about for another five years. Uh, yep. We'll get there. Yeah. When we cover them though, uh, when we get to cover them in Gundam, we're like, oh right, that character from Kaiba, great. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, thank you for that. that those were pretty good as voice actors go. Uh, before we get into like deep takes, uh, Liv, why did you pick Kaiba? So I'll admit this was largely an excuse on my part to just like watch all the Yuasa stuff. Yeah, there's um, no more earnest reason to pick something than, as an excuse to watch it. <laughs> that's, that's literally why we have all of the podcasts we have. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. So I chose this one. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I just knew that people typically regarded it as, I guess, like maybe his most unique work, which I 
guess is aesthetically true um although <laughs> it's like it's definitely got a lot of uh overlapping interests with a lot of his stuff like uh body horror and um you know we'll get into it but yeah that's that's why i picked it yeah cool uh well what do we want to what do we want to go with kai because um uh, I, I assume we'll just like have fairly free form discussion yeah you i suppose watched it, you're going to be basically on your own at this point <laughs> i suppose yeah. i suppose the thing that's worth talking about first is the fact that it, it looks the way it, it looks which is like it looks like that a very like <laughs> very like you know cartoonish riff on to me like european like uh you know comics is how i feel like it looks like like if you put 30s cartoon characters in like the backdrops of European comics from like the 80s, this is what Kaiba looks like to me. 70s and 80s. Yeah, and and definitely with a little like hint of you said Popo kind of looks like a Tezuka character. Yes, and that absolutely. was just kind of my comparison point. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like yeah, the Tezuka stuff is especially in, like the character designs and the proportions. Yes, which mm-hmm. my pull for that is like 30s cartoons, which is what Tezuka yes. is pulling from. So I guess that all yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. <laughs> it all yeah, it all lines up. Yeah. Um, uh, which and, is incredible. Uh, like it looks, th- this is a really nice looking show. It's wild how much you can get away with uh, having an anime that I, like is kind of uneven if it just looks like something that like no other anime looks like. You just made a thing that looks unique. Yeah, you can you get to look at it and you enjoy all the images and it's great. Yep. Yeah, there's especially. Um, I feel like you know oddly, I feel like some of the earlier episodes, uh, even within the bounds of this aesthetic, they kind of push at, um, push at in different ways. Like I specifically think of the Abapa, I believe, planet episode, where like it's basically just, oh, what if it was like I don't know, the Den of Sin, Las Vegas, you know, every awful city rolled into one or whatever, mm-hmm. and like all the all the characters are just pushed into these like I don't know Picasso abstractions. Yeah, it, tur- and, it like... turns into the first episode of <laughs> Devilman Crybaby. Yes, yes. Yeah, he does just do that again. Yes, later, yeah, yeah, and that that part's great. Uh, there's like uh, the fourth episode where. Uh, um kaiba is like meeting up at the white house i feel like that has like a very there's like a way that the characters anime in that where it's like i don't know like a lot more sketchy or, or uh, i'm kind of having to put my finger on it but yeah yeah um yeah i thought that stuff it, it just looks terrific the whole way through um but yeah yeah so uh you know we're gonna talk about the plot stuff and be a little more uneven but great looking show yes yes <laughs> which like it, it's hung out in my uh you know pile of anime for a while and every time i look at it, I'm like man that looks wild i should watch that look at that thing <laughs> yeah and that comes through the whole way through like it's yep. always interesting and good to look at and yep. it, uh keeps itself varied for how um you know like it goes through different styles even within its fairly specific stylization yes mm-hmm. uh, and then by the end is just uh just a cacophony of ludicrous stuff happening because of course it is because you can do that when you can just draw anything yeah of course it's gonna look like that uh unfortunately that's not really how we like do criticism so we're now going to talk about uh not really an art critic <laughs> so just wanted to get that out of the way that the, the main appeal is to look at it with your eyes and that is always amazing Anyway, the rest of it. <laughs> so, 
this has the this has so we watched uh kino's journey like whatever half a year ago a year ago i don't remember time is weird mm-hmm. um and this has a very similar construction in the early parts so it's like you know uh kaiba goes to a new planet there's a or city and there's a new situation there based around the mechanics of the world and you get a sad story about someone trounced by society um and that stuff is like genuinely really good uh like episode three chronicles boots and episode six the muscled woman are the two that I yes. like think are like the the standout episodes of the show? Absolutely. I, um, yeah, no. That's something. That's I so might good. throw uh, one in there too. Uh, just there's that early scene. I think that just immediately sets up like the really dark appeal of the show, where like Kaiba's just you know he has no memories. He's just standing in the spot and he's looking at this family. Um, that's like oh god, the memory chips back. Now what's the one with the brother in it? Oh yeah, and then the, they find the brother and they're like you know what this guy's a fucking asshole. Like yeah, I, we don't need him. This is this great bit where they spill a bunch of memory chips and it's like really like just the setup of how this world is going to work for the entire show. Like yes. they spill a bunch of memory chips and the community gathers around. Look like like who did we get? Who do who do we get to come back into our community? And then they put these memory chips in this body trying to figure out who they have and they're looking for a specific one but while they're doing that they find the family members of other people and like wait that's my like cousin or whatever and uh that you know like no no no, we're looking for our brother like you can take the chip but the body stays uh that's for us and then they get the the brother and he sucks (laughs) yes like uh, we didn't actually want him we just like the memory of him whoops whoops and then it like it like shifts over to this other person who it has six people in one body yes. and they're like face. They have to speak by like rotating yeah. their face. Yes. And it's like, fa- their head is just the big prices right wheel, but with faces yes. on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like really the most like, um, it would be funny, but it's just like too fucked up. Well, to yeah. Funny. And they're like, they're like, we did this to save money. You only have one body to feed. It's way better to just all live in the same bo- body. And then like the, uh, like everyone else, like, eh, I don't know about that. Like in the head, they're all disagreeing with the one person's very practical concerns. Mm-hmm. And everyone just like looks nervous and, and walks away from them. Like this, this like construct they all have to share is just like isolating them from everyone else. And it's like, okay. Well, this is the world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the setup is... Uh, like, And that, that seems important, right? Because it's like... Sets it with this tone of... N- the thing that's happening could be like taken like super dark, right? When they just... Um, uh, I was like, well, fuck this guy. Let's actually crush his memory and take his body. We don't need him. It'll be way cheaper. Uh, but it like plays it for comedy in a way that's like... Uh, the the way it looks at this world is not just like very grim about it because that would be unbearable. Uh, yeah. It um like it's uh, the first episode is like it, it's not like a straight comedy but it gets into um the goofiness of the world and then just has like a whole like mi- the final chase is just a slapstick sequence <laughs> with um, <Yes>. vanilla like <laughs> chasing this this ship that he's escaping on and they like running into a wall but like six times. <laughs> <laughs> as he's uh trying to catch him and so yeah it definitely like uh starts out with uh way more comedy than it en- ends up having i thought like this is kind of like a p- parody like more you know leaning into the satire of whatever this is because um but it actually isn't because it doesn't like the i feel like it doesn't actually uh it's it's an anime about a stratified society right but it's not really about class in that way uh, it just kind of uses that as 
the uh, starting point. Well, for the, pro- the problem is it yeah. ha- it has within it like the idea of like the downtrodden, but there's yes. no there's no upper class really. It's everyone's everyone's suffering, and then there's Warp, who's like a cartoon despot, right? Like because you don't actually see enough of the structures around Warp to get a sense of like how he's how he's king of anything. He just shows up and is like, "I'm king." And, and the like opening monologue said, "Well, this is only for the upper class, and the lower class live below, and they can't do that." But the like it, it gestures that, but the show isn't like the show never like you say demonstrates any of the systems by which this oppression occurs. Yeah. So it it, it never it can't be about that. It's just not about that, uh, which is fine. But it definitely like teeters on that edge. Yeah. Well, it's weird to me because it like suggests the idea that like everyone assumes they're being oppressed by the upper class, but that upper class literally just doesn't exist. Like the machine has ate itself. Like everyone's mm-hmm. trundled on assuming that there is like active, like growth happening on top in this society, but there isn't like, it's like, it weirdly like feels like the end of the world. Like warp is just like, yes. or is just the like little King on top of like a dead planet and like dead people. Mm hmm. Like, there's a real bent of nihilism to the whole thing. Like, the old warps are literally just, like, they've created the arc waiting for a new world where, like, people can grow again. Uh, like, that's their whole point, is, like, there's nothing left. To, like, we could bring these people back, I guess, but what would we be bringing them back to? Um, maybe maybe you should just get in the big plant that eats all memories. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh yeah. Also, the memories are like orange goo. Yes. <laughs> so it is yes. like everyone. Let's all become LCL together, <laughs> um, which is very funny. Uh, um, yeah. Um, and yeah. So the like uh, th- this stuff it gets uh complicated in the portrayal of the One Mind Society, um, because their focus is on like, okay. The society is bad. The stratification is bad. No one's happy. Uh, therefore, we need to destroy the technology oppressing us all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but like, no analysis of like, actually, you know, it's not actually, it's not like a rebellion against like the upper class because, like, say they don't exist. And it is a rebellion against warp, but not in like a structural sense. They just like. Popo's not a, not a very good character in ter- like he hasn't thought things through. He's just an asshole. <laughs> He's just a yes. terrible person. <laughs> and the the show spends like a lot of time going into how bad he is, how awful uh, the one mind society is. Like we are, we promise you, we are. This is not like a Zeon situation where you know in a lot of the plots like this, this is not. You, these aren't the good guys secretly. <laughs> these guys suck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I feel like feeds into the nihilism of it, right? Because uh, in a lot of these stories, you would have the like noble but gone too far terrorists again, and everyone will have to find a third way. But in fact, everyone just just kind of bad here. Well, yeah, it's weird because like it operates on like multiple levels of like finger wagging at the people who would fight society, right? Because you get the yes. the the three warp clones that are in charge of this society, and they like we want to you know we want to bring our friends back in a new world where they can be reembodied and not oppressed, and that that's like literally like genuinely a noble goal. But there's the bit where they like they're both like they're all like we all agree we don't want a leader, we just want to save people, and Popo points his like brain scan gun at them and shows that actually all three of them envision themselves as king of this new world that they're waiting for um and it's like ah yes you actually want to be in charge even though you're uh, like arguing for you know something more collectivist than the world we live in but then popo is like 
the extremist gone too far like he's like literally like this like liberator terrorist who has bought into his own hype and is like it's okay if i do the crimes i'm fighting against if they're in service of like our goal but his goal is at some point just to kill people right like he he's the one who's going around shooting memory chips not saving anyone like he doesn't he isn't about anything but the nihilism of the fight um like you know he takes he takes uh nero and like you know uh breaks all of her memories and puts himself in there because he's jealous of kaiba as he stands there and goes no actually it's good because this turns her into the perfect uh advocate for the freedom of memories yeah it goes really hard on like the one group doing anything about the how fucked up the society is is just the most hypocritical and awful thing yes so definitely say feels very finger waggy about the potential for like resistance also the society itself exists in this weird dual space of like kind of being a a riff on how uh, like 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 leftist terrorist cells but also a riff on like cults and religions and it just doesn't the the two things do not gel together at all (laughs) no uh it's that like yeah i think the like back half where the plot kicks in is kind of much weaker than when it's just uh vignettes about this terrible society yes yeah and it's all presented in this very like uh, like i I get that this is intentional right it's a show about like memory to some extent so it's just hopping around from you know past to future present like going left and right and you know the the hypocrisy of it all is just like not satisfying to like poke through it all and yeah that stuff was kind of a bummer i think it also comes down to like what the show looks like and what that's good at conveying like it's Mm -hmm. really good at conveying like abstract emotional uh like just tone pieces uh, of the individual characters but when the plot like the the eventual plot is literally about the like society the world the characters in it the exact relationships between all of these things and things that happened in the past and so suddenly the abstraction becomes like a bit of a barrier to the story it's trying to tell which is very straightforward for anime um Mm -hmm. whereas before it was more just like here's a tragedy and look at how well we're going to draw it because we can yeah like go all out uh with these like emotional flashbacks like the story of um uh chronico's family is i think like a highlight of all this stuff uh it's amazing um and yeah so so there's like a hard split uh, in in these episodes with i think where when it's like a firing on all cylinders absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah uh the thing with that is like even in the bits where the plot happens when the show stops to just be like suggestive about things it is good Mm -hmm. there's a there's there's a whole episode about nero like re-remembering when they met kaiba and kaiba is just like this like innocent child who has warps power which seems to be just the ability to clearly and accurately remember things um which in this world expresses itself in a sort of like expressive creative magic basically like he can literally draw what he's seen um and because it you know it's an anime he can draw the exact like line work of the anime like on walls and stuff yes. uh which is like suggests to be like a replication beyond 
like artistry. He is, he's literally like a record of all truth, which in a world where people lose their memories and their selves is a magical power to them. I don't know how that turns into him being king, but you know, whatever. But this show's not really about that. Um. Yeah, there's a couple of flashbacks <laughs> to like the before times, like oh, well, my mum before the memory machine was invented, before I was king, uh, was protecting me, and I'm like, but wait, how does how did the memory machine get invented and lead to you being king? Okay, the show's over. There's <laughs> there's stuff in this in in these like final um, like. Yeah, it keeps cutting to that early scene where you have a bunch of the major characters just playing as children and Popo's like, oh, I'm going to be king one day. And then there's like reveals within reveals around this one scene. And I feel like, I don't know, it's hard to tell how earnestly the show is like (laughs) just doing a reveal here or if it's just, I don't know, um, parroting itself after a certain point. Um, Um. It also does reveals in that scene, like so. It has that that scene where it's uh, Popo, Nero, and uh, Checky, mm-hmm. and there's like another version of the scene where Checky's not there because her memories have been rewritten and so she's no longer like in this memory. Uh, but then it does reveals about like the two characters that are standing by the side, but um, those <laughs> yes. two characters only get like introduced in episode eight, <laughs> uh, so. Like it's very backloaded with all this emotional context about characters we haven't really like grown to know. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't really care about. I forget the character's name, but the one with the the big blue jacket. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, there was some interesting stuff there, but I never like emotionally invested because I didn't have time to do that for the characters. Whereas, uh, uh, like Nehru definitely got that. You know, Chronico got that. Uh. You, you know the the characters from the older episodes just disappear and then it brings new ones but doesn't um like uh give them the backstory needed to make any of their like emotional moments really hit um there's uh that one guy uh who's Nehru's brother uh who um like makes a big sacrifice and transform like gets puts his memories in a body uh that's like a massive mech um but which i feel like was meant to be a big like oh he's he's uh he was the guy who edited the memories and now he's uh uh you know redeeming himself in this cool cathartic <laughs> set piece and it was really cool to look at but i didn't i wasn't like invested in that character very much no no uh, although i did i did largely enjoy like that final mech scene because it uh revolves around uh, i think the stuff of nero okay so kaiba is followed by hyo hyo for most of the show and that is a version of nero that was implanted into them so half the show is like hyo hyo trying to point out to um kaiba that like hey i'm nero i'm like the girl in the locket and like just can't communicate with people so having that moment uh where nero can like or you know connect through someone in this like in this state is is nice but yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah. Uh, the, but yeah. the Hyohyo stuff is weird though because it's implied when they reveal who Hyohyo is that uh, Hyohyo and the uh, Nero that we know now are incompatible because their memories are different. Like it's like, ah, oh, I created two people. I didn't mean to create two separate identities. But <laughs> yes. the rest of the show is about the fact that there is a is a concrete truth. Warp has it, and if you give like the thing that you should strive for is to give people a concrete truth that like. The, the suggested memories are like, you know, the things people choose to believe are, are not as valued as the thing that Warp has, which is clear insight and history. 
Well, I didn't mm. take that as to be um, contradictory, I guess, because like, uh, Warp doesn't have the memories of all the Warp clones. No. And the thing with uh, like ne- Nero versus um, Hyohyo is that Hyohyo is a copy that he made at the time of uh, Nero's like memory editing. And then since then, Nero has like lived more. So they've like it's you know it's, it's basically a Tom Riker situation. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the rest of the show is wrapped around the idea that like the bodied Nero is would be otherwise not as valuable as Hyohyo. Yeah, like Hyohyo is the true Nero, but only because Nero is a main character is do they go well. Actually, she's also valid. Mm-hmm. I guess so, I, th- yeah. I think if this was a side character, they just erase bodied Nero, and it'd be about how sad that was. <laughs> yeah. But like, I also feel like this, the way the warp stuff goes is like the the plan with all the warp clones was there would just be the one warp and they could just use these throw away these clones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but because they kept making different clones, they all had different wants, and that's why there was like a infinite warp civil war. Yes. Um, and it's I think why the ending of the show is a little dissatisfying because the the ending of the show is not actually about resolving the conflict that comes from we said we made immortality, but actually all of these people are unique. Mm. Uh, even though it's always there because they start out pretty early on about how like it's the law that copies get executed because if that wasn't the law, then we'd be in a disaster immediately. <laughs> yeah. As every copy said they had rights and we have to designate what counts as a real person. And it's like very clear that like, that is like a very arbitrary designation for the good of there being any kind of status quo. Yeah. Um, but the show's not about like resolving that, even though it comes in, even though it's like central to the plot. Uh, Kai just has to remember that uh, love exists and we shouldn't all become one soul. And I'm like, kind of like you know i've seen another anime please do something interesting yes (laughs) plot 101 like all the interesting ones are about rejecting this idea (laughs) yes yes when it yeah when it the 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 final five episodes are so like formally confusing that one it's just like oh okay it's just this (laughs) it's just kind of let down yeah well like everything's kind of unclear as to where it's all going to exactly go and then popo stands up as like the king of everything now and is like we shall all become one and i'm like oh no yes we did it more like the one plot society and uh then i and then you know it, it wasn't like a bad version of that plot at the end but the show definitely suggests far more interesting questions that it could have addressed at the end um and so it ends up feeling very right. <laughs> yes. Um, that scene where uh, Warp um, declares that and then is promptly shot in the head and then every other person that shoots someone in the head is shot in the head is, <laughs> is very funny. I'll say it that. It is very funny. <laughs> well, so then I thought it was like a joke, right? Because he immediately yeah. got shot in the head. I'm like, oh, we're not doing that. That would be boring. And then Warp just goes and does that again. <laughs> Because uh, I was like, wait, is this, is this a joke about how stupid a plot this is for the end of the show? And no, <laughs> it actually wasn't. It really reads like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, fine, it's time to reveal my master plan. We'll all become one soul. And then everyone shoots him going, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. And then they all wake up at the end. I, I, I did a bad job of following exactly how everyone was fine after that. I assume they just like got their memories back when he like cuddle the things down yeah i suppose he, so it just sort of ends without any resolution 
yeah, because it's definitely like going for like the emotion and the images are meant to overtake you at a certain point as mm-hmm. he uh, accepts love um, once more. But they do make sure to reveal that here's, so here's a character we've never mentioned once in this, but actually the ending of the show is about how uh, the bird from the first episode who's kind of been protecting him the whole time was his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. His mom, who he thought was like hated him by trying to kill him, but actually she only tried to pretend to kill him to make him live. It's such a stupid reveal. This show, this show has a couple plot points, but like I know it's better than yes. in a way that like it's really inelegant. Like, and it's not the things that they're trying to say about; they're just executed in a weird way. So I another think, example. I think this one is like genuinely bad. I think there's no point. I think it like detracts from the actual thematic material to make this specifically yes. about warps, like weird family trauma in like the king, like the family of the king yes. that d- wasn't a warp before like thousands of years ago or whatever. Okay. Uh, we yeah. love the one good king. Because the, <laughs> the thing it does is like. Every other plot would be like, you have, you have loved, you've known me, but it's not that. It's not like, remember the adventures you've had on this journey. It's remember this thing that happened before the show. Yeah. Um, but the other one, uh, is, uh, the bit where, uh, Popo is like holding his, uh, mum's memory chip, like over the edge and then drops it. <laughs> Damn, I just need to get my mom's memory chip into a new body as you dangle it over the Grand Canyon, which is on fire. <laughs> Which is like the, the thematic point in that is he's achieved all of this, but has been left alone with no one to share it because he's edited everyone's memory and uh, and he, that thing was already it was all that point was already achieved with everything with Nero and Checky, which are characters that we know and care about somewhat. So he's just yeeting the fucking memory chip into the Grand Canyon, which is on fire, was so like unnecessarily and very amateurishly plotted that it became like almost wrapped around this to be a hilarious joke to me because yes. like the, sh- the show's not that ba- like you know i'm frustrated with the like plot at the end of the show because i think it's a bit rote but it that plot point is like why why would you do this in this specific way uh yeah, yeah. um what, what um, else is that? Episode six is fantastic. That's true. Can't yeah. argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like just, you know, um, cause the whole bit in that is that uh, Nero has been put into this, um, you know, masculine robot named Gel. And uh, Kaiba has just been in Chronicle's body for the past three episodes. Also, just swapping her out into his old form, like it's a video game select screen or whatever. But I, I enjoy that stuff a lot. But um, no, them just hanging out and realizing that, like, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a boy in a, you know, quote unquote girl's body, etc. And just being like dysphoric is, you know, that was nice. I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like that the two, like when they when they don't know who each other are, are just naturally redrawn to each other. Like it yes. suggests that an emotional life is like more important than like strict memory, and uh, I like that uh, personally. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that episode's um, excellent. Yep. 
Uh, they're also in like a memory plant and um, they're with these two older um, people that are just like touring it like it's an I guess it's an amusement park and they get to one place and um, <laughs> the memory starts speaking out to them like why are you tormenting us let us die basically <laughs> and they're like oh this is a little scary but you know other than that it was fun just <laughs> yeah just completely abstracted from the reality of what's happening uh, I enjoyed that a lot uh, yeah, and um, we mentioned it before, but the episode three, uh, Chronicles Boots, uh, is another really good one. Yep. Yes. It's uh, all about Chronico, who is a little girl who is like uh, getting a memory chip and uh, being the first one of the family to be able to afford new bodies, but that's actually not what's happening at all. She's being sold off uh, by uh, her mum's sister who's been taking care of her since her mother died and uh then her mother's sister's like wait actually that was super fucking evil oh no i'm gonna have a breakdown now uh and it's uh, very sad and good yeah um do we have anything else to say i feel like uh this one's been a bit short yeah i mean a lot of it is just like on the face of it those first you know, six episodes or so are really good, and then you know we we kind of discussed the plot in detail, but like the the appeal of those early episodes is just sort of on the face of it. I feel. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Vanilla? Um, yeah, the stuff was weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he's like the joke of him is that he's like I don't know, basically like. A pedophile more or less and it's like oh, i'm following chronico around because i want to give her you know i want to i want to have her and um then the end the episode seven is like oh you know actually i was a cop but i was a cop because i want to support my family also chronico i'm gonna save you in this um very heroic display and uh i get to give you a kiss now because i'm doing a heroic thing and it just kind of sucks yeah, the show definitely, like, leans on the edge of some edgelordy bullshit about how, like, in this universe where everyone can buy bodies, people are doing super fucked up shit. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, which is usually about uh, people being r- awful with, uh, like, children bodies. Uh, this the, He's, like, the main, uh, like, vector of this in the plot, but this comes up in other scenes just as, like, gags or, like, world building. Um, I'm glad it doesn't yeah. go further than this because I think it's the most... Uh, frustrating part of the show especially when uh when it's like treating things uh empathetically and like having conversations about them it's usually pretty good like the stuff about um gender was uh i wouldn't say like perfect i have some issues with it uh because i think the show like leans on the idea of like a true self everyone's like memories are like physically manifested Mm. by their true original body in a way that i think is dumb um but uh like the stuff in episode six itself was I think really well handled. Um, so yeah, the yeah, parts. Were, yeah. Oh yeah, just I, I specifically think of um, the Abapa episode, which mm-hmm. I mostly like, but there's definitely a lot of weird shit in there where it's like, yep. I don't know. The idea of anyone wanting to change their body, you know, at all, is definitely painted as like, oh, this is just like a horrible thing you could do. It's so wasteful. It's, you know, just a bunch of like conservative bullshit more or less. And uh, that stuff was a real bummer. Um, even though that episode is, does have 
this great stuff with um what patches the designer of like all these hot new bodies who in of himself is i i forget the specifics is like um <laughs> i forget his his whole deal but he's like what uh just kind of repeating the same thing every day he's like a, a robot or something i i forgot the that that whole bit you see through the eyes of his dog yes because he gave uh, the dog his eyes yep <laughs> um hate when that happens <laughs> yeah uh and yeah it definitely gets a bit confused uh, not confusing but like muddled later on when they talk about how um well, this technology has led society to become bad. Uh, therefore, do we end all life or not? And it's like, that's not really the question here. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, which is always the thing. I was like, I don't, the conservative version of this question, I think, seeps into the world building in a way that is frustrating, but it is not like so overpresent that it like uh, overbears on the uh, like individual stories. Yeah. Um, but the way that like Vanilla is like a... F- f- He's in most of the episodes of the show. He's like all the way through episode seven as like a central character, uh, mm-hmm. in a way that's kind of frustrating. But they sure do dispose of him the second there needs to be an actual plot, <laughs> like like get rid yes. of this fucking weird creepy guy. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. just bizarre because he's just treated as a joke because he is a joke for yes. like the first you know five episodes he's in, and then the sixth one is when we're supposed to like give a shit about his you know interiority or whatever um but he's defi- very funny that he's on the opening <laughs> he's definitely like more of a joke than uh i'd probably like because you know the things he's doing are, are creepy they're they're awful yeah. <laughs> uh and the show be basically being like oh look at this like clownish guy who's into lollies it's like oh <laughs> yeah come on yeah um, <laughs> but uh I do, I do. I'm glad he left the show where the like plot started to happen for like a real love story. Uh, yes. I'm trying to think if there's any other any other like beats we want to hit before we finish. Uh, or is that I, just it? I think OP that's and ED are great. Yeah. Oh yeah. But just the music in general is is very good. Mm-hmm. Just kind of fits everything. Yeah. I really like the OP. Uh, Me too. Yeah. It's not typically like the kind of OP I jive with, but it's really good. Yeah, same. Yeah. Ah, well, thank you very much um, for choosing it. Um, yeah, no problem. And uh, I'm going to choose something a little more uh, fun next time around. Uh, Eurocamp uh, coming in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want someone to pick a uh, slice of life anime for us. I don't know how we're going to like cover it, but it'd be a really good time to watch it, and that's what really matters. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Uh, Just yeah. as a treat. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, Liv. Uh, where can yeah. people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at No Love Deep Trans on Twitter. And yeah. Um, in let's say three weeks from when this goes live, we will have a next beach house. Uh, we will be watching Kyoso Giga, which I don't know a fucking thing about, but we will have uh, recurring uh, guest time and patience on for that one. So that'll be good. Oh yeah. Um, otherwise, plug zone, Jackson. Uh, yeah, you can find me at headfulsoff on twitter.com. You can find the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, there's a bunch of really cool ones there. You should go listen to them. Go listen to Raptor Screening. That's where we, where we do uh, live action movies, and they're cool. Yeah, about that 3D life. 
<laughs> we, we're all about that 3D life. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore Bing. You can find all of our podcasts. Or if you'd like to support us, I guess I want to say, you can do that at patreon.com slash mapping. For $1 a month, you get the Great Gundam Project. We're coming up on the end of Wing. When this goes up, there will be two more episodes talking about the last four episodes of Gundam Wing. It'll be great. We're already done with Space Runway Ideon. We're prepping for next season. It's going to be 08 the Mess Team and a Gunbuster and Die Buster. You want to talk about some wild anime, Gunbuster is it. Um... And, uh, you know, there are higher tiers if you want more stuff. Um, you know, you can, not right now, because I think all the slots are full, but you, in theory, could come and make us watch an anime. You can be the one to be like, Evan Jackson, you have to watch Jintama. <laughs> Jintama? <laughs> yes. Isn't it Gintama? It's Gintama. I always say Jintama, uh, though. Okay. You have to watch Slayers. <laughs> <laughs> can watch, watch the first hundredth of Gintama. For a beach house. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, that's it. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Goodbye. Amaro. 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 Devoted to her.